All right, welcome in here. Another edition of Detroit Sports Betters Podcast. And you know what, guys? Really just amazing to see how quickly this community has grown. I know that the Discord has really been something that, that has grown a ton. And what Matt, and a special shout-out to Nikolai as well, who, who's been just an incredible asset, an organizer, and, and just someone who has really um, been a huge help to us in terms of direction, structure, content, and just frankly overall operations of Detroit Sports Betters as it's grown a lot. So thank you to him and, and certainly Matt and Kyle and everyone who's been a part of this. And guys, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, I'll just go ahead and say this, that, that, that there's something that's in the works right now for not only Detroit Sports Betters, but just sports information in general that we're really excited about. Um, Matt, myself, Kyle, we talk every single day and and structure and get this this going. I, I'm not going to say what it is yet, but we're talking every single day about this new platform, this new research company, and this new this new initiative and operation that we're going to be launching. So just stay tuned on that. There's a lot going on, but guys, look, nothing's changing with Detroit sports betters at all. It's just we've gotten so many people asking about more picks, more research. Um, more content, right? So it's been a priority for us to really design something that was that was going to be beneficial for everyone. That was going to be extremely, uh, y- you know, useful for people. And and it's obviously time consuming doing a lot of this stuff. So I'm just going to be honest. What what we're launching is something that we are trying to make sure that we do correctly because it's going to be bigger than 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 DSB. But we're also making sure that we're going to be pricing it correctly because there's been a lot of time that's gone into it. There's going to be a lot of weekly time and, and additional things. But the, the sole purpose of what we're going to be doing with the sports research uh, you know, business we're going to be launching is this is going to be for people who, who have asked for more, right? This is not going to change anything with, with DSB. This is going to strictly be an opportunity for people who have been asking us for more content, for daily stuff. For, for more hours of research and things like that. So again, we're very, very cognizant of that. We're very cognizant of, of price and, and we want to make this basically a break even, so to speak, where we're just covering our, our software and our time expenses. Um, and, and what Matt's been able to do with some of these picks has been incredible. So stay tuned on that. That's all I'm going to say. But this sports research type, type topic that I'm discussing right now and this new business we're going to be launching for extra stuff and extra premium picks, content, research, opinion, uh, dialogue. It's going to be really cool. And we have actually a lot of interest in, in of course, locally, but out of state as well. Um, so stay tuned on that. Just keep following DSB. Keep following all of our personals. Keep following uh, the Discord channel as well, which is just extremely active. It blows me away how, how powerful the Discord has been. But with that being said, a big thank you to everyone for always being a part of DSB. Uh, so exciting to continue uh, on my end personally to to oversee it to really see how much how much growth there's been to encourage and, and jump in on discussion and, and just really build it and work with these great people that we've been working with to build it. Matt Koalas, as you guys know, has really been a, been establishing his brand, his following, his uh, research picks, um, just content he's putting out. Matt has become a an expert in this field. He has been for years. So it's been great to see Matt really step up and, and, and basically this platform that we've created, you know, allowing him and giving him a great opportunity to really 
do what he's been doing. So Matt's been incredible. Uh, Nikolai's been incredible as well. Um, Tim Sagan has been heading a lot of our initiatives out of state. Shout out to him. He's been great. Um, it's something that Kyle and I really appreciate it because guys, look, we obviously have a sports radio background and when we launched DSB, we thought it would do well. We're kind of the number one, your one-stop shop for sports betting content locally. We thought there was a need for it and you guys have shown that there was a huge need for it. And then it's turned into really finding and identifying the right people in Matt, in Tim, in Nikolai, who have been a great help to all things DSB and helping us navigate, guide through everything as we've continued to put out content and and go across multiple platforms with this. So a big thank you and a big message to stay tuned with everything we have going on with DSB and again, that additional content that we're going to be offering just for those who are interested, period. So thank you guys for that. With that, Matt Koalas, give us your picks, opinions, research as you do every single week. Matt? All right. What's up, guys? This is Matt Wallace from Detroit Sports Betters coming at you with week nine of the NFL season. The focus this week is definitely the bounce back because unfortunately last week we had our first speed bump going one and four. Not good at all, but it happens to the best of us. We lick our wounds and we move on. We are still 26 and 11 on the year, though, so we definitely had some wiggle room. But this week, I'm definitely looking forward to talking some week nine NFL because I want to get us back in that green. In addition to that, I'm going to talk a little bit of UFC 268 because I love some of the underdogs in UFC 268. I think there's some good opportunity there. But first, as always, have to shout out our proud partner in DraftKings Sportsbook because right now, if you are a new user to DraftKings Sportsbook and you sign up using the code DSB, you can put $5 down on any NBA game of your choosing and turn that 5 dollars into two hundred dollars okay easy as that once again this is for new users using the code dsb when you sign up putting five dollars on any nba game and you will get two hundred dollars put into your account boom easy as that DraftKings has a lot of unique opportunities for their sports book including their same game parlay they have same game parlay insurance of up to $25 as well so definitely check that out going forward okay and then if you have any questions in regards to DraftKings Sportsbook always feel free to reach out to myself Mike Sullivan or Kyle Bogenschutz we will always be happy to answer those Okay, and again, we're going to start off with UFC 268 because I really do love a lot of these live underdogs and I only have two for you. I honestly haven't been able to dig into the UFC as much as I used to just because of what's going on with the NFL right now. I'm covering so much NFL and then I'm also covering the NBA when I can. So again, with UFC 268, the two fights that I am looking at are Gaethje versus Chandler and then Usman versus Covington, okay? For one, in that one, um, Michael Chandler is a plus 175 underdog, okay? Michael Chandler is very similar to Justin Gaethje in the, in the way that he strikes, in the way that he wrestles, in the way that he applies pressure when he is fighting. You know, uh, Justin Gaethje is a minus 210 favorite, and I don't really understand that. Justin Gaethje is definitely one of those fighters who leaves himself susceptible. He takes a lot of damage. He doesn't wrestle that much. And Michael Chandler likes to stand up and bang. You know, I think we're, 
I'm very surprised with this line, honestly, just because, I mean, Michael Chandler was 10 seconds away from becoming champion of the UFC when he had Oliveira hurt. Both guys have, um, are susceptible to being knocked out. I think either way, this, this fight is an absolute banger, but at plus 175, I definitely like the odds with Michael Chandler. And I think that's where I'll be siding going into this fight. I don't think Justin Gaethje is a minus 210 favorite. Justin Gaethje is a, you know, I love Justin Gaethje. He's a great fighter. He's an absolute banger though. But both of these guys come into these fights essentially saying either I'm knocking him out or I'm going to get knocked out. So, you know, I think we're going to have an absolute brawl. And at plus 175, I'll take Michael Chandler and I'll take those odds because, again, I think he's equivalent with the wrestling. I think his stand-up game is very similar to that of Justin Gaethje. Michael Chandler is definitely someone who likes to apply the pressure. He likes to stand up. He likes to, he likes to throw. And then he's got that ground and pound if he gets you down. So, again, I don't see this as a minus 210 yet. Would I have Gaethje favored? Yeah, probably. But not nearly in the minus 210 range. I'd have him more in the minus 130, somewhere around there. So I think there are some, there is definitely some good value with Michael Chandler in this fight uh, in UFC 268. Now, moving on to Kamara Usman and Colby Covington. And I have been saying this since I watched the first fight. You know, I think a lot of people are blinded with Colby Covington just because of how much they dislike him because Colby gets a little political and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this is, this is, one of the best fighters potentially all time. Colby Covington is a very good fighter. And in my eyes, I have watched, I have watched the Kamara Usman Colby Covington fight back probably six, seven times. And to me, I had Colby leading that fight going into the fifth round before he got knocked out. I think Colby was pressing a little too hard. He let his emotions get the best of him in that fight. But again, it was, it was the fight of the year. It was the absolute fight of the year. I personally, I do think Kamara Usman has been ducking Colby Covington. Um, you know, the Jorge Masvidal fights, the first one, you know, Usman was going to take it. And the second one, you knew Usman was going to take it though. Like Jorge Masvidal is not nearly up to the caliber of Colby Covington. Okay. And, you know, I just don't, you know, with Kamara Usman being a minus three twenty favorite, that's going off his past fights. And I do understand that because he won in dominant fashion in every single one, you know, he knocked out Gilbert Burns. He, he beat Jorge Masvidal the first time in five rounds very easily. The second time he absolutely knocked him out cold when Jorge Masvidal had never been knocked out before. But again, I do not believe Jorge Masvidal is up to Colby Covington's level. I don't think he's even close. Gilbert Burns maybe a little closer to Colby Covington, but I still give that edge to Colby. So I think this is going to be the toughest fight that Usman has had for some time. Usman has even come out and said this is going to be the toughest fight of his life. And for him to be saying that and Colby to be plus 250 as a live underdog, you know, I like the odds. Because again, if you go back and you watch that fight, it was splitting hairs. It was very, very close coming into that last round. And what, what got Colby in trouble was his pressing. He pressed with his jaw open. When you press with your jaw open like that, that leaves you susceptible to break it, essentially. You're going to be able to dislocate it a lot easier than if it's shut and you're clenched on that mouth guard. So that's what happened. Kamara Usman caught Colby with his jaw open. He broke his jaw. And essentially from there, I mean, you can see it. His his mouth was absolutely just leaking blood and Usman got him with the kill shot. So I think if, if, 
Colby is a little more careful and is a little more methodical in his approach, I do think he can take down Kamara Usman. And then I think we'll obviously have the trilogy from there and maybe one of the biggest fights all time once again. So again, those are my two picks. I actually like both underdogs. I just think the odds with those underdogs are very good. Michael Chandler at plus 175, great odds. And then Colby Covington at the plus 250 odds, you know, great as well. You combine those together, that's a plus 862 parlay two two leg parlay for plus 862 so again i can understand if you wanted to go elsewhere but i do i think both of those are very good live odd or live underdog opportunities so that's where i'm going to be looking to go and regardless i think we're in for an incredibly exciting night and in addition to that rose namayunas has become an underdog as well at plus 100 so you know it's basically a pick them in that one for the co-main event, but that's one I'm having, I'm having difficulty choosing that one. Um, honestly, I would probably go with Rose again. Uh, Thug Rose is just a great fighter. And I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see a longer fight between those two, but again, there is some great opportunity in this UFC 268 card and I highly recommend watching it. So moving on, let's get into some week nine NFL, because like I said, time for the bounce back. And, uh, you know, this Sunday, as, as well as this Saturday, I'm going to be chilling with that Honolulu Blue Coppercraft Whiskey Can Cocktail. I'm telling you, of all of them, the Honolulu, Honolulu Blue is probably the best one that's in honor of our Detroit Lions, even though they don't have a win. One day, one day will be good again. So I'm just going to keep drinking till we get there. So again, please, if you do go to those Detroit Lions games, Please check out the Coppercraft stand. They have the Honolulu Blue Can Cocktails there. Highly recommend checking it out because, again, they're proud partners of Detroit Sports Betters, and we want to put on for those Michigan-made companies. You know, That's one thing that we really do have and try and push forward with Detroit Sports Betters is growing within the community. You know, We are getting people from Detroit to, to talk sports, to talk gambling. You know, The group is essentially all, all Metro Detroit. Yes, we do have some people from other states and everything like that. But we're, we're happy to have other people from all over the United States in our community, you know? So again, happy to grow with these, these Michigan-made companies. And uh, I appreciate the group support as always. And uh, again, let's get back to some week nine, see if we can't bounce back this week because I'm feeling pretty good. And we're going to start off with the Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Cleveland Browns. Right now, the Cincinnati Bengals have a minus two and a half spread attached to them. And that is exactly where I'm going to be going in this one. First, both teams are coming off a loss in the previous week in week eight, the Cincinnati Bengals on the road at the hands of the New York Jets, pretty brutal one, not going to lie. And then the Cleveland Browns at home at the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So both teams looking to bounce back and both teams are four and four and covering the spread this season. In terms of both teams defensively, they are very similar. The Browns give up around 3.5 yards per carry and the Bengals give up around 3.9 yards per carry on the defensive end. And then the Browns average around 220 passing yards per game against and the Bengals average around 266. So again, very close. And I think this game is going to be one that comes down to the offense that creates more big plays and obviously is able to create or convert touchdowns rather than field goals. 
And for me, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals there because when looking at the Cleveland Browns, for one, they have a lot of internal issues going on right now with OBJ, Baker, OBJ's dad and Baker, just a lot of distractions going on for a team that doesn't need it. And then two, when you watch the Cleveland Browns the past two weeks when they faced off against the Denver Broncos and they faced off against the Steelers, yes, two better defensive teams, but you put up uh, 27 points in two weeks. And I just believe that the, the problems that are occurring with the Cleveland Browns right now, they're not something that can be fixed in one week. And then in addition to that, when Cleveland has faced a good offensive team like the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Chargers, they gave up 37 points and 47 points in those games. And now they're going against the Cincinnati Bengals who averaged 27.5 points per game. So again, a difficult situation. The Cleveland Browns also have injuries to their offensive line. Kareem Hunt is still out. And ever since Kareem Hunt has gone down, the Cleveland Browns have lost the time of possession battle in three straight games. Okay. So again, because of that, I'm going to be going with the Cincinnati Bengals at minus two and a half. But I do believe this game will be a dogfight. If this rises to Cleveland plus three and a half, I might take both. And then I'll just middle this. But for right now, I feel comfortable taking the Cincinnati Bengals at minus two and a half. I think they are the team that bounces back. And honestly, they've proven it in the past. They've gone to the rate, uh, gone to Baltimore and absolutely spanked Baltimore. And uh, they did the same thing in Pittsburgh. They went to Pittsburgh and spanked Pittsburgh. So those are two games, two huge divisional games for the Cincinnati Bengals. They got up for them. They handled them pretty easily. And I expect the same thing against the Cleveland Browns, even though I do expect this one to be close. Okay. So moving on, and honestly, right before this podcast, the news broke that Aaron Rodgers was going to be out with COVID. Originally, I had the Packers plus one, and I had the over 54. Now, this is the Packers plus seven and a half, and the over-under is 49. Not going to mess with the over-under anymore, but Packers plus seven and a half, and I think it could even rise. I am, I'm in on that. I think Jordan Love is a capable backup. Devontae Adams is coming back from injury or injury from COVID. Alan Lazard, the same thing. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They still have Aaron Jones. They still have A.J. Dillon. And this is a Kansas City Chiefs team, a Kansas City Chiefs defense that could not start stop a high school team from rushing the football. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I expect the Green Bay Packers to come in with the correct game plan they have a defense that matches up well against kansas city too they have um a good pass rush they have some of the better corners and safeties in all of football as well could kansas city win should kansas city win yes especially without aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers is one of the biggest difference makers in all of football but have the chiefs proven that they can win past seven points all year you know i mean what who would you take let me ask you this who would you take the green bay packers with jordan love or that new york giants team from last week and they covered that three point spread so again i still like the green bay packers here at plus seven and a half it's not as confident as a pick that it once was before this happened like literally as i was logging on the aaron Rodgers news broke so again you got to wait and see how this one plays out throughout the week. But I think there's still value with the Green Bay Packers here at plus seven and a half, especially if it gets to eight, especially if it continues to climb. I can't really see it getting past that. I don't think people trust the Chiefs too much right now, just because like the Chiefs are a similar story of that with the Cleveland Browns. I don't believe the issues that they have 
will be fixed in one week. If you watch Patty Mahomes against the New York Giants, he's just pressing. He's really pressing. This isn't the same quarterback we saw last year or the year before. He's trying to force the ball down the field, and there's many times that he's visibly missing underneath throws and checkdowns that can get you that four, five, six yards that loosens up the defense. In addition to that, their run game is not that uh, successful right now. They need to get that going. So the defense adds a little more respect so they can maybe work in a little bit of play action and things of that nature. So again, I don't believe in the Kansas city chiefs right now. I think this is one of the worst defenses I've seen in some time. Uh, yes, Chris Jones just came back, who was their number one pass rusher. They just made a trade for Melvin Ingram, but this isn't the Melvin Ingram of old. You know, this isn't the Melvin Ingram on the L.A. Chargers. They traded a six-round pick for him. Do I think they could? he could give a slight boost? Yeah, of course. But this is not a difference maker. This is not someone who's going to come in and turn this defense upside down. I still, I still think this defense is probably the worst in football. Um, to even Tyron Matthew, I love Tyron Matthew, one of my favorite players all time, but you know, this is a five, eight, five, nine safety that, you know, when he's lined up against someone like a Marquez Valdez Scanling, like a Devonte Adams and Alan Lazard, you know, that is a big mismatch. He is, he is shorter. So, and two, he's not really coming up and making all of the tackles that he used to. This defense just is, is kind of weak at this point in time. So again, I'll be on the Packers. I'll be on the Jordan love. Um, I'm fine with that as long as it's seven or up. And then two, if I were to pick something with the over under right now, I think I would lean under, you know, um, I think this Packers team can stop the chiefs and then two with Jordan love, it might take a little while to get going. So I would like to owe the under 49 moving on. And I told some people that I would blacklist the LA chargers and I just can't do it. The lions definitely blacklisted. I don't know why I keep picking them. Uh, maybe it's the hometown stuff. I'm not sure. Honestly, it seems like a good spot. And then they're just absolutely brutal. So the lions are back to blacklisted and I'm not coming off at this time. I promise. But one team that is not is the LA chargers and they're on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles this week. So right now there's the Eagles plus one, and I'm going to be going with the chargers minus one for one. You know, this would be the, the third loss in a row for the L.A. Chargers. I just think this is too talented of a team to have three losses in a row. And, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, for one, this game is at home. The Eagles are 0-3 at home. And the Eagles' victories this year have been the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, and our own Detroit Lions. So, again, I put the Chargers ahead of all three of those teams. I don't think the Eagles have been beating that good of competition. You know, and then when the Eagles play a prolific offense, that defense gives up a ton of points. The Eagles gave up 41 to the Cowboys, 42 to the Chiefs, 28 to the Bucs, and 33 to the Raiders. I put the Chargers offense up there with all of them. You know, I, I, and I think they're better than the Raiders. So to me, this is just a huge overreaction the because they beat the Lions 44 to six. And yeah, I am going to be on the Chargers here I, again. This, this is a team that has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. You know, I know you guys have heard me say this over and over again, but, you know, especially after coming off two losses, like they've got to get right here. They do not have a choice. If they go on a three-game skid for a team as talented as this, that's just terrible. I like that it's almost a pick them. And I, uh, I really do expect them to come in and get this done. The only... The only thing that slightly worries me is the Chargers had the worst rush defense in all of football, but will the Philadelphia Eagles actually come in and run the football? 
I don't know. That's a huge question mark. Regardless, regardless, I just think there's too many mismatches for the Chargers going against the Eagles. The Eagles are another team that is bad at stopping the run. And the Chargers do have Austin Eckler. They've been running the football very solid. And then they have the pass game to back it up. So again, I'm going to be on the Chargers at minus one. Moving on. The next game that we are going to be talking about is a rivalry game, and that's the New Orleans Saints going against the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, that is a minus six spread for the New Orleans Saints, and I am going to be on the Falcons plus six. For one, the New Orleans Saints got news that Jameis Winston tore his ACL and is out for the season, and the starter will ever be Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. Honestly, whoever starts, that really does not bother me because either one is a downgrade from Jameis Winston. Again, this is a rivalry game with a 42-point total and a six-point spread, so there's not a ton of wiggle room. If the Falcons hit 20 points, then yes, I think they cover this no problem. 17, I think they still might cover it. Honestly, I think the Falcons are a live dog here as well. I think they have a good chance of coming into New Orleans and potentially beating the Saints. And a lot of that just has to do with the fact that The Saints are riding that high. You guys have heard me talk about this over and over again. And the Saints beat the Bucs without Jameis Winston last week. So again, I think they are in a very good spot to come in and potentially steal this one and sneak up on and sneak up on the, uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Falcons. I'm sorry. And another one too, like, like I was talking about before, when it's a 42 point spread like that, there's just not a ton of wiggle room. And like, I don't see either team being able to to really spread themselves out from each other all that much. I really see this as a 21-17. I see this as a 21-20, something like that. So again, I really do like the Falcons plus six here. You know, uh, it does make things a little tougher with Calvin Ridley going out um, with a mental health issue. So you do, you lose a huge weapon there, but again, you know, the Saints are just in one of those one of those letdown spots and even commenting on the Calvin Ridley thing. You know, that does not bother me at all, you know, with mental health in in today's world and to play in the NFL, your head needs to be right to be making plays to, to be giving 100 percent. You got to get that head right. And uh, I shout out Calvin Ridley for taking the time off that he needs. And I hope he comes back an even better player because of it. So, and I think as a world, we do need to become more and more understanding to some of those situations and put fantasy football and stuff like that aside and just understand that these are, these are humans as well, you know? So again, um, I'm going to be on the Atlanta Falcons plus six here. I do like this play. I, uh, I think Kyle Pitts can get it going. I think Corderell Patterson can get it going and Matt Ryan can find a way to keep this one close. Cause again, I really think they only need 17 to 20 points and this New Orleans state's defense has been great this year, but I mean, Washington put up 22 on them. The giants put up 27 on them. It's possible. And I'm going to be with the Falcons in this one. Moving on to Monday night football. And this is my last pick of the day. And I don't want to give too much because I want you guys to tune into the article because you guys know I do break down the Monday night football article or the Monday night football matchups in depth on the Detroit Sports Betters Facebook page. Okay. And this pick is going to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers who are minus seven against the Chicago Bears. And I'm actually not going with the Steelers minus seven. I'm going to be with the Bears plus seven. I'd even like it at six and a half and I'd probably even like it at six. Okay. I just think once again, this is a good spot for the Chicago bears to come in and play tough against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat 
the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, 15 to 10. They're riding that high. And again, the Chicago Bears have one of those tougher defenses in all of football. I think they can come in and make enough plays to keep this one close. Especially, I think Khalil Mack can make a key play. He can come in and sack Big Ben on a key down. He can maybe force that key turnover to make this one um, a closer game. Do I think the Bears are going to win outright? No, I really don't. But, you know, seven, six and a half, six, whatever this becomes, it's a lot of points. So I'm going to be siding with the Bears in that one. So now let's recap all of our picks and plays for week nine, the bounce back special. We are starting off with the... Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Cleveland Browns. We have Cincinnati minus two and a half. The next one is the Packers versus the Chiefs. Again, this is not like a key play of mine, but I had everything written up. And as I started, Aaron Rodgers news for COVID came out. So if I were to choose anything for that game, it would still be Packers plus seven and a half against the Chiefs. Moving on, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at home against the LA Chargers. And I will be on the LA Chargers minus one. Then we have the New Orleans Saints at home against the Atlanta Falcons. I will be on the Atlanta Falcons plus six. And then the bonus pick of the week, please tune in to Monday Night Football, the article on Detroit Sports, sports Betters, and we will be on the Bears plus seven. And then in addition to that, for UFC 268, the two live underdogs that I really enjoy are Michael Chandler at plus 175. And I do like Colby Covington at plus 250. I do. I understand it's Kamara Usman. I understand he's one of the better champions of our time. But if you go, I, I welcome you to go and watch that Colby Covington, Kamara Usman fight on YouTube. It's, it's widely available. See how you score the rounds. I had it. You know, it was it was splitting hairs. I had Colby Covington leading going into that final round. And then obviously with the knockdowns and everything like that, it would have went Usman three to two. But if Colby can protect himself a little better and not break that jaw, I think he has a good chance of winning that fight. So, again, that's plus 250 for Covington and plus 175 for Michael Chandler. Okay, so that is it for the week nine Detroit Sports Betters podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in as always. If you are not following Detroit Sports Betters on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, any of those, please check those out because we are giving out content on all different platforms. And then also I opened my Twitter at Conanis Picks. Um, with that one, I'm able to give different odds from different sportsbook, different SGPs, a little bit of everything because DSB is strictly DraftKings, but I can still talk and post other sportsbooks. So please go check that out if you want some more picks and plays going forward. So again, guys, I thank you for tuning in for the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. I appreciate you tuning in after my shitty week in week eight. But, you know, like we've talked about, everyone is going to have those weeks from time to time. That's why we focus on single bets. You know, we're still 26 and 11 on the year, hitting at around a 70% rate. Absolutely killing it. And let's grow. Let's, let's get it going this week in week nine. Got to bounce back from week eight. I appreciate you guys as always. I am Matt Kowalis from Detroit Sports Betters, and I am out. Have a good week, guys. Good luck on Sunday. Peace, y'all.